Action. Hello and welcome to episode 66 of Your Average Critics. Joined today by Chris, Obi and the return of Joe. So Hello. Uh, welcome back, Joe. It's been a long time. It hasn't um, been. I think Ollie's been on more recently than you have. <laughs> and he's been in New Zealand for a while. Um, so yeah, good to have you back. Um, we've got a little bit of film news. Uh, film slash TV. So AMC have announced that they're going to do films for Breaking Bad and also The Walking Dead. So there's going to be about two or three Walking Dead movies following uh, Andrew Lincoln's Rick Grimes, seeing as he's now left the show. Um, and then the Breaking... Spoiler alert. Yeah. And then the Breaking Bad movie, we don't know what sort of time period it's going to be set in, but um, Brian Cranston said that he would be interested. No, they, there was a thing online saying it's going to follow... Uh, Jesse Pinkman. See, I uh, see. Okay. I've right heard, after. See, I've heard three different things. I heard one that it's not about. Originally, it wasn't apparently meant to be about Brian Cranston and Jesse Pinkman. Right. Uh, I don't know who they're going to do it about. Then there was a thing saying it's going to lead on from the end of Breaking right. Bad. That's what I heard. And um, well, see, that's the first time I heard the one that Joe said. So maybe that's... because Breaking Bad is kind of ambiguous as to whether Walter White survives. I reckon they could do it where he does survive. And he's helping the, like, like kind of catch-me-if-you-can kind of scenario. But then, do we even want to know what happens? Like, it ended, and we've, we've now, you know, I think we discussed well, it at the time. Did, did you like the ending? I can't remember what I thought of it, but I think I was just like, you know, it's fine. It's a bit open to interpretation, but it's, it, they just need to leave it alone a bit. Like, I don't know. Well, how long has it been? Seven years? What, since it finished? Yes, yeah, quite a while, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's been, no, it's been like, like two or three. It's like 2014, 2015. Well, it hasn't been yeah. Yeah, because I'm sure we talked about it on one of our earlier episodes. Yeah, but not as it was happening. Oh, okay. No. But yeah, so I mean, I think they should just leave these, these things alone, um, especially because it's been so soon. Um, and, you know, if you, if you, uh, you know, reveal that Walter White's alive, then you kind of think we could have just carried on a few more series. Mm. I don't know. So. To be fair, I'd have loved for Breaking Bad to carry on, but the the problem you got is where are they going to go with it? Yeah, they end, I think they ended it at a good run to uh, a good time to where yeah. the series was. Twenty seventeen ended, by the way. Oh okay. Um, but yeah, I, I don't. That far off. I don't think that Breaking Bad is very cinematic, and it's not really the sort of thing that I would expect to like watch a feature length film about. Yeah, yeah, if that makes sense. So it's, I agree with you, only because twenty four. Yeah. That fucking film. What was that all about? Good, it was yeah. not necessi- necessity. There was no necessity to it whatsoever. It's just like... I think most... I, I'm i trying to think of a TV show that's been turned into a film that's actually been good, apart from... Like, in between, I like Inbetweeners. Yeah. I can't yeah, think of one. But, then, one but then, like, comedy films... They generally work true. better as a film. No, but well, then, then there's, there's nothing, like, specifically cinematic yeah. about it. So it, it can translate fairly well. Whereas something like Breaking Bad was maybe action or Walking Dead as well, like... Um, there's a big gulf between like cinematic zombie movies and and uh, kind of the TV shows. You can tell the production values are different. Yeah. Um, so yeah, because the thing is, I rewatched the first episode of The Walking Dead uh, last week, yeah. and that was actually quite cinematic in the way it was presented because mm. um, it was directed by the guy who did Shawshank Redemption. But then oh, okay. the rest of it is obviously maybe the budget for each episode wasn't as high as that one, yeah. so it does look a bit televisual. Um, so again, like I wonder. How so are you, are you completely up to date with Walking Dead, out of curiosity? I know what happens, I don't watch what, it. Anymore. What actually happens, are you, are you up to date? No. Do you care? No. I don't know. So well, I, I, I know what happens what, as well. What happens to Andrew so Lincoln then? He gets injured yeah. uh, and on one episode and you think he's going to die. The next episode, 
a helicopter comes... Which has been in a few episodes, isn't it? Yeah, and it takes him away to a medical centre. So that's what I've... I mean, I've only so read... So what, they just take Andrew Lincoln away? Yeah. That's what I've read. Mm. I mean, I haven't wow. watched it. So I don't know what happens to Judith. I don't know like, if she's just been left with someone else or like... Wow. You know, because Carl's dead now, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Your so. brother told me that today. I was like, what? Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know he was going to die. I didn't think he would have died. He wasn't meant to. They just... <clears throat> Apparently Maggie's no not Maggie. Yeah. yeah. Maggie was meant to be the like leader, but apparently she can't be the leader for the next no, few months because she's pregnant or she's got another T V show going or something. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, but yeah, so, I mean like do do we even want to f- carry on following Rick Grimes? You know. Well, I mean, as in the films are gonna carry on from where he is at the medical centre. Yeah, it's gonna follow his story, I think. Because he basically didn't want to commit to a TV show because his family and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. So I guess films are, you know, five, six weeks done yeah. rather than six months. But I don't know. Yeah, like, I feel like The Walking Dead has lost a lot of its momentum. Yeah, it has. And it has unless heavily. they, you know, if it's just going to be the same but in a movie form, then I don't really yeah. care for it. If they're going to explore other avenues, like maybe the helicopter goes to another part of America and we see what's happening there or, yeah. you know, like the first <coughs> couple of series and when they were talking about the CDC, the Centre for Disease Control yeah. and like even when... That, that was uh, even, the, that was just the first season though. Yeah, so that, that was interesting and yeah. then when, when that um, guy with the mullet was talking about going to Washington, yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool, let's see something different but now it's just going from one compound to the next, yeah. like, just... Yeah. You know, it's not even the zombies aren't even like scary anymore, yeah, are they? Like, no, they're not scary. They are going to introduce a new faction of people though, oh, called the whisperers. The whisperers yeah, they do work. that every so often. Be like, you know, the governor or the... yeah, but th- this is slightly different because spoiler they wear, alert. They wear zombies, don't Yeah, they they basically skin zombies and wear the uh, suit, love, like man. suit, so I'd... they can walk with all the hordes and. I'd be favorite pastime. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> which could be interesting, but yeah. So I guess I don't know. I've lost interest with Walking yeah, Dead. I did. Yeah, I lost well. it about two seasons ago. Yeah, <laughs> it did just completely so, fall off. Yeah, it's, it it's like I said, it's so repetitive. <clears throat> there's no momentum anymore. You're losing all the key characters, and you kind of think, oh, who am I attached to? No one really. Yeah. Still don't even know what happens to the bloke who's playing the character in Fear the Walking Dead. Morgan. No, no. Twenty. He played the the guy in twenty four. Oh, is he not in it? Well, he just disappeared after the woman went to the woman camp. They both got split up, and then we haven't seen him since. Oh. What? His name's Heath. 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 Okay. But yeah, haven't seen. Well, I haven't seen him since. He might be back now, but there's so many like stories that have just gone nowhere. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like. And Rick Grimes is infinitely powerful, by the thing. <laughs> he's like God among men. Are there uh, any other fil- film well, we're TV saying, news? We're saying about uh, Aquaman having a runtime of two hours and 23 minutes. Did you say this already? Yeah. Like, no, we haven't not said yet. Oh, two hours and 23 minutes. Sounds about an hour and 23 minutes too long. <laughs> <laughs> Such a hater, man. This is, the, this is the saving grace of like... I thought Wonder Woman was the saving grace. No, no. To be Wonder fair, Wonder Woman, Woman wasn't Wonder, that bad. Wonder, Wonder, Woman got it, Wonder Woman got it up there, then Justice League didn't do as well as it could have done, so it's like lined. And that was kind of what had already come out when Wonder Woman had come out? Uh, um, Batman vs Superman, Man of Steel. Suicide Squad? Suicide Squad, yeah. Is that out already? Yeah. yeah. Think, uh, the first three quarters of Wonder Woman was good. Apparently, yeah. so I heard terrible. that Ben Affleck actually does want to reprise his role as Batman, yeah. But the director does not want Batman. Uh, doesn't want Ben Affleck as Batman. Matt Reeves is the director. But this is no. He's doing a one. 
Well, whoever whoever's going to do, uh, whoever does future films, right? They have said because they were suggesting that keeping uh, Ben Affleck and having him as old Batman and like kind of like passing the mantle on kind of thing, but the, the new director or someone said they don't want Ben Affleck to. Us. I reckon they're waiting for the Flash film to just do a soft reboot, like I think we've discussed a few times. But I do get it, yeah. I understand where you're coming from, but. So Henry Carvel doesn't want to do it anymore. They don't want him anymore. So how are you going to just soft reboot Superman? Just not he's not he's not going to come to Earth. No, you could do a parallel. I don't, I don't what, know. What and he looks different. I don't know. To be fair, Superman is like the he is parallel to every universe. Then, he is the same and person. Then Batman, I suppose you could make it his dad instead. I guess you go the yeah. par- paradox route. But then yeah. there's only so much you can do with that as well. But, um, but the thing at the end of Flashpoint Paradox, it all t- goes back, back to, to normal. normal yeah. anyway. uh, so the thing, when it goes back to normal, it's like the thing about you know the cracked teapot, it's never the same. Blah, yeah. blah. So you could go back to normal and then it, you could have a different actor play Henry Cavill because obviously it's still kal it's still Superman, but it's just, yeah. just someone who looks different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was saying, I've been thinking about this quite recently actually, and I don't think they've built up this world enough for the Flashpoint Paradox to actually have an effect on that at all. So. In that's, fact, you, that's something that you do. Sorry, that's something you expect in like the second phase. Mm, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's something that if Avengers had something similar, like it would be really impactful. Which they probably well, might, they might be doing that. Yeah, yeah. and <coughs> also, um, so the follow-on film to Flashpoint Paradox is, oh, I can't remember now, <laughs> but but it's linked in with the Suicide Squad. So if they did it right, they could. Like, they could do so it, quite it well. When I say links in, there's one character linking both. Oh, really? The paradox and so when's Flashpoint scheduled to come out? Twenty twenty. Yeah, but I don't think it's it's not very far into production at all. Flashpoint is actually going to be the film. No, no, no. I don't oh. think it's been confirmed. I think it's just a flash film. A flash film right, okay. yeah. But I don't think they. I don't think they've started filming. I think it's even because um Cause Ezra, he... Ezra Miller started filming for um Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. So they have to wait till he's finished doing that, and <clears> I think it's just, I, I I actually don't think the movie was gonna actually come out. I heard that film has not got the best rating in the world. No. What's that? Fantastic Base? Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently it's too much, again, set up for future films, which, you know, it's just... <laughs> but I did, like the, I did like the first one. I like the first one as well. I yeah. had no issues with the first one. In fact, it was quite good, I thought. Better than some of the dodgy Harry Potter films we've had. Yeah. But, and I was actually interested in seeing this one, because I, I want to see... I want to see Albus Dumbledore's background, personally, because he's, he's a nifty, nifty fellow. He's <laughs> got his magic, mate, and he knows everything. Yeah. He knows a lot. He does, yeah. But quick little jump back to DC. Yeah, go for Henry it. Cavill. I don't know if you've spoken about it on a previous pod. Is he going to talk about The Witcher? Yeah, no, he's no. now been cast as Gerald. In yeah, the he, he looked pretty, pretty spot on. He from did the, look um, pretty spot on. And so the fan picks. Tell us about The Witcher because I don't really know anything about it. Well, I've only played the third Witcher game, which basically got 10 out of 10 ratings on pretty much every review it had. Okay. Um,. So Gerald is a monster hunter. Um, I don't really know too much about it. To be honest. Does he hunt witches? Hunt, yeah. He he hunts witches, myth, mythical beasts, spirits, okay. whatever you want to name it as. You just he, reminded me that's one game I haven't played that I've got. It's a very good game. Um, I'm not entirely sure what they're going to base the um, series about. I think it's a set of books as well. It is a set. Apparently the books are ten times better than the games as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Apparently they're really good books. I'll just... Wait, I'll finish what you're going to say about The Witcher. That is what. Oh, okay. And uh, did you hear yeah. they're making a Dungeons and Dragons movie? Oh, I actually? Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. 
I bet I mean, I've never played. Diesel attached to that because he's a massive Dungeons and Dragons fan. Is he? Yeah. Fair enough. He may well be, to be fair. <coughs> I have no idea and I don't care. I've always been intrigued to see what Dungeons and Dragons are like because I obviously see him like. So you've got Stranger Things, they play it, and then Big Bang Theory, like, yeah. Nerdy. Nerdy stuff, but yeah. it looks quite fun. But the Warcraft movie didn't do very well, did it, when it came out? No. But they are ago. making a second one, aren't they? Are they? Oh, I don't know, I can't, I don't know. Don't know. Don't know, didn't see it, don't care. Another little tidbit I saw on the Snapchat of IGN. Apparently, the ending of Toy Story 4 is like but really emotional. Yeah. Tom Hanks couldn't record his lines in front of anyone. He had to turn around and pretend no one was with him. Hey, if this one oh, came really? to last week's podcast. Hey? We said that last week's podcast. Did you actually? Uh, oh, fuck you. Yeah, then. Joe obviously listened to it, yeah, but yeah. it's just bringing that again. Um, apparently, but, apparently yeah. it's to do with, it's a middle, but it's a middle film. It's not a film, it's not set after Toy Story 3. Fuck Toy Story 4. I thought I cheated. I said that tweet this earlier. Huh? Like, uh, Toy Story 3 got me so emotional and now they're bringing out I thought this is the end this is it yeah. Yeah. and then I bring out another one I feel cheated but, but yeah, Tom Hanks same. says this one's more emotion <laughs> is it a middle film? it's apparently so from what I've read it's meant to be between like 2 and 3 because oh. you lose quite a lot of characters in between that time I don't think anything will be emotional is all of them always die <clears throat> unless they all do die but then, actually then they can't be yeah. yeah. <laughs> unless, unless it's a false rumour that I've heard yeah, and it is yeah. a full thing when's that juice come out next year? No, uh, 2020, uh, no, okay. 20, 2019? Yeah, 2020. 2019. No, 2019. Oh. June 21st. 2019. June 21st. Oh, all right, all right. Joe. Fucking Done my research. Um, I was going to say, so Disney have got a name for their streaming service now. It's called Disney Plus. Okay. And That's all right. They are... Obviously, we talked about them bringing out the Falcon series and stuff and the Loki series. Yeah. And I think they're doing two called like The Mandalorian or something like that and then one based off a spin-off of Rogue One I think yeah oh, really? The okay. Mandalorian why is that familiar why do I know The Mandalorian Back to the Future no Mandalorian not Sorry. The Mandalorian Mandalorian well, he's um, they have mentioned that in Star Wars before yeah I'm so. trying to think of what it is oh so it's a spin-off of Rogue One like, I, 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 I like a prequel no well one of the characters in that, I think the main the main guy in it I can't remember yeah. the name but um, I think it's like Diego or something but he's going to be the main character in this in this um, TV series does he not die? Oh, so he must be a prequel then, because he dies, yeah. It, yeah. Oh, okay. oh, no, there's an alternate ending when they don't die. Yeah. Mm. Is there? Yeah. Not yeah, sure. that's the ending that I think Disney were pushing for, but then the director right. was like... No, so what, what, yeah, it's what much happened? better that they died, I think. Yeah. What happened for them to escape that? Oh, I don't like, what did they do? I, I haven't oh, watched it now, no, but I just know there's an alternate ending on the... Um, I'll, I'll ask my brother, so I'll borrow yeah, it, I'll let you know. Because Tom Hiddleston is confirmed as Loki in that series. Oh, is he? Yeah. And are they keeping... Um, James Mackey and whoever yeah. plays Winter Soldier. But I've also heard and that. Yeah, Mackie, yeah. So he came. Yeah. Who, the other bloke? What's his name? The Winter Soldier. The Winter Soldier. What's his name? Sebastian. Sebastian. So he's come out saying that he has not been officially asked to be Captain America in any yeah. way, shape, or form. But he said he would be open to the idea if they suggested it to him. Mm. He said it would be like a dream. Mm. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. So Disney Plus. Okay. That's quite said, simple. Um, well, I think they've got. They now they've got a controlling share in Hulu. If they after the Fox thing, I think they have sixty percent or something like that. Yeah. They're going to put all their R-rated stuff on there, the mature stuff on there, and apparently, um, it's going to be priced substantially lower than right their rivals like Netflix and Amazon. Substantially lower. Substantially lower. I don't know what that means. But I reckon mm-hmm. they'll probably end up buying out all of Hulu, because if they're putting most of their stuff on there, then mm-hmm. the but other network. You, but would you though? 
If you haven't got that much R-rated stuff, what's the point of buying a whole streaming service to set it? I mean, they might be planning they've to got do more R-rated. Archives and archives of movies that they could put on there. Like, but it's worth, it's worth the value, isn't it? Because if they're, they're, cheap, they're pricing it cheaper, let's say they make it, what's realistically going to be substantially cheaper? Five quid? Yeah, like five dollars or something. They're only doing that because they want to entice people to buy two streaming services they'll, rather they'll than one, isn't it? They'll probably put it up within a year. Huh? They'll probably put it up within a year yeah. or so. They'll entice people and then... I, will, I would buy it. I would buy a joint Disney Hulu service if it was ten quid. Yeah, do you reckon they'll... They'll do it. I reckon like they'll that. offer something like that. Yeah. And does it say whether it will be outside the US? Um, I think it uh, doesn't say specifically, but I think it is going to be. Well, it, sh- it should be because if it's not outside the US, well, DCEU isn't. This is it not stream service? No, just US. Yeah, but then you're just cutting the majority of. Says there's no word about when or how the, it'll come out globally. Okay. To be fair, you could just uh, do like that IP address thingy with Bobby that people do VPN yeah yeah, yeah. but I don't understand why as a company you do it because you're losing so much potential I think, for... I think it's like a test first if it does well here then we'll release it to the world That's it's, like, it's like saying why, why, world. it's like saying why does Netflix have different things available in different countries yeah I suppose yeah well maybe they'll put some of their content on Netflix or somewhere else and in the meantime I just want to know if Netflix is going to carry on Daredevil well yeah there's no word on that, is there? No. I, I don't think they will, to be honest. I think you know, they'll end up really. taking all of it off. It's a shame, really. I'm kind of... Mm, well, I suppose we can talk... Can we just talk about their level now? Yeah. There's yeah. yeah. so, right. a decent so like, mm. Well, yeah. So, like... Thank you. The way the series ended... <laughs> Joe, you've seen it, isn't it? Yeah. The way the series ended... Then you give a shit, do you? No, I will watch it, but I don't watch mind. It. So, the way the series ended... Um, I know, like... I'm skipping, but it doesn't matter. I know, like, they kind of said, oh, yeah, um, uh, Poindexter was the fake daredevil but people aren't going to know that so I don't see how daredevil can come out now and still be daredevil if that, does that make sense because people are just going to think oh this is the guy that murdered all these people yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. do you know what I mean yeah yeah. so I, I could see the way they ended I could see that being like the end. End. yeah because they opened their new they opened the new yeah. Lorf, uh, Lorf, yeah, Lorf, yeah, Lorf, um yeah. Murdoch something and page you know yeah, yeah Nelson Murdoch and page yeah right so how so what happens give us a brief rundown of the series like where I where is Matt and Daredevil and who's Point Dexter and all this stuff? Um, so, yeah, at the end of... So, it kind of takes place after the end of Defenders. So, um, well, you know, the building falls on... The building them, falls on, on Daredevil. Matt and Electro, yeah. Yeah. And so, we didn't see any Electro in the series, actually, which I was actually very surprised about. I, I don't really know why. Did. I just thought she'd pop up just, any, yeah. just somewhere. What about Punisher? Because she is dead. Punisher? No, I hope not. Although he gets referenced. Um, so yeah, so Matt's just, I think I said this last week, but Matt's kind of like, um, he's like really injured like at the start and he doesn't have any of his like special senses or anything like that. And he's kind of like given up kind of like his, um, faith of God and he's kind of like going against like everything that he used to believe in, kind of saying that like, it's all pointless sort of thing. Mm. And basically he's like, he, at the start he's like kind of basically like trying to get himself killed by just mm. going into fights about like, willy-nilly mm. just yeah. to say for the, like, fuck it, let's just. Try and do something. End it. Mate, yeah. when he cleared his nose, mate, I was, that was so butt yeah, as well. Because yeah, yeah. I need to do that. I need to get that stuff for my congestion, yeah? <laughs> yeah he literally nasty. went this, this little teapot thing up his nose and just went... And, like, all this Bare blood blood and blood. shit just came out his nose. It was like, oh... Yeah, it's kind of crazy. But, um, but it did a trick. It did. <laughs> but, yeah, so he's just trying to come to terms with that. He, at the same time, he's been taking care of this nun called Maggie, who's hot. And, um, <laughs> oh, is that the one you think is hot? Yeah, that's oh, okay. <laughs> and, um, I can see it. I can see it. So he's he's kind of saying now that, like, um, Matt Murdock doesn't exist like now I'm just kind of because he thinks that like that causes problems for everyone around him sort of thing so now he just 
think he just wants to be Daredevil, so he kind of like goes back to his original roots, gets the black mask on and the black, mm. where all the all black and stuff like that, and goes out and tries to, you know, kill Wilson Fisk. Literally zero protection is yeah. what we're trying to say here. Yeah, and Wilson Fisk yeah. manages to con the FBI. I'm skipping, but Wilson Fisk Wilson Fisk cons the FBI into getting them to release him. Very smart. Yeah, he's proper smart. Well, yeah. And at the same time, he gets. Um, them to take down all of his rivals so he can become like the main crime boss guy but the FBI don't realise this until like 10 episodes in yeah. literally <laughs> he literally Bad buys off. half the prison and the hotel they're keeping him in yeah. and his deal is that he gets all his possessions back the more he gives them yeah. then they go out and kill the Albanians who are his rivals yeah. then yeah it's, yeah, it's mad isn't it yeah. let's go rounding up loads of people and he and then he calls like a meeting with all the because um, at this point he's basically got like all the police are on lock, yeah, so he calls a meeting between off. all of like the um the crime syndicates or whatever, and he just says, "Yeah, you guys pay me, pay me some money, pay me a tax, and I'll make sure that the police don't touch you, sort of thing." So yeah, he's got that under control. At the same time, um, Foggy and Karen are like, "What the fuck?" Because Wilson Fisk has been released, so they're trying their best in slightly different ways to try and get him back into prison. And yeah, and then um, one bit I actually really enjoyed was when um, when Matt found out that so. System. Oh, Shall I say it? I don't really. Yeah, go on. You just say it. You've already told me. Oh, yeah. I'll see what so, you mean. Yeah. So, S- Sister Maggie turns out to be uh, Matt Murdock's mum. Yeah, <laughs> the <laughs> reaction. So, so, like, she's like, um, he comes back from. What does he come back from? He comes back from. Um, he's, I think he's some just, sort of fight. He fought someone. He's just fought Point Dexter on his own. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah. it's Karen. He was protecting Karen when he in the yeah. church. So, and he's like. Father um, thing, he died. Yeah. Sorry, so, he's up. getting ready to. Um, He's getting ready to fight um, Poindexter again, so he's like doing his Muay Thai, whatever it's called. And then he, because he can, because he's hearing insane. He hears his sister Maggie praying, and she says something like, um, "Please don't let um, my son die the way you did," or something like that. Like praying to praying to um, Jack uh, to heaven or whatever. And then he hears it, and he like breaks down, sort of things. Like, oh shit, like, that's my mum, mm. sort of thing. And yeah, so like his mum and his dad got together just before his mum was about to become a nun. And then obviously she had a baby and then she had like postpartum depression. So she thought that was God punishing her for, you know, committing sin or whatnot. So she was like... Um, neglecting. Yeah, neglecting the baby basically. So then they took her back into the... Took her back into the... Um, into the nunnery. Covenant. Is it nunnery? Convent, Convent, yeah. Convent, yeah. And, um, and, they let, and they never told Matt. They just let Matt grow up. Um, so he always thought his mum was dead or something. Yeah. But his mum was always there. Yeah. Mm. Okay, um, and then Point Dexter... Who yeah, he's that? a psychopath. He's, do you know what? He's a really good actor. Um, I don't, yeah, know, who, I don't it, know who he's played by. That is the sickest character. Yeah. Like, he's... Oh, that is Apparently, sick. he almost... The actor almost got a role in, uh, as Captain America before the... Um, I could see that. Chris Evans. I could see yeah, that. I could see that. He'd probably need to get a bit bulkier. Bulkier yeah. that way, but yeah. Honestly, sick character yeah, development. Yeah, he's just a... He's a kid who's basically always kind of been like a psychopath. And there was one episode where they kind of just like went through his... Um, so it was like Wilson Fisk kind of, he was like reading his file so he could get some more information on him. And as he was reading the file, like scenes from his life were like playing out like next to him. Kind, kind, of, like Luke, like... kind of like Luke Cage where Misty does it, where she's doing the crime scene and she can visually see it all. Yeah. Okay. So, so Fisk like was that. like just watching it play out and like, um, so I think his mum and dad died from like a young age and I think that fucked him up like mentally. But then it's just his kid, he's like inside he just screwed up. Like he killed his um, baseball coach. And then he like, by throwing the ball yeah. at something and it rebounded yeah. onto the coach's head and killed I feel, him. I feel like not enough <clears throat> is made of where his... Obviously, it's not a bit of power, but it's like a really effective skill. And I feel like not enough is made yeah. of how we develop that it's skill. Bullseye. Yeah. Oh, like, so this, he's Bullseye. He's Bullseye, yeah. yeah he's I, not Bullseye in this TV series, yeah. this 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 season. Yeah. 
But I feel like not enough. He's, he, he's like, like super, like he can just hit stuff without even looking, ricochet and hit whatever he wants. But like, no one's kind of said like, no one really says like, that he's yeah. like an expert, like marksman sort of thing. Okay. Like just kind of like acknowledge, oh yeah, he's really good at shooting. Like, but he's like supremely, like extraordinarily yeah. good at like, hitting targets. Yeah. But no one really says anything about it. Okay. By the way, he kills his coach because he's throwing strike after strike after strike. And the coach is like, all right, I'm going to sub you now because we need to let the kids actually have a bit of fun. He's like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to. And then that's why he killed his coach. Oh, okay. Because he got subbed. <laughs> but the, 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 I was going to say, the therapy session he has with the with the woman's pretty intense mm. as well. Mm. And like, obviously, she's like, I know he's a psychopath, but we just got to get him into some routine where he can control his mm. psychopathy. Yeah. So, why, so <laughs> why does he become an adversary of Daredevil? So, um, he, so whilst Wilson Visk is getting um, transferred from... Um, the prison to his hotel, whatever. The Albanians attack the his um convoy, his uh, convoy, and they kill basically everyone apart from him, apart from um Bullseye, and he just comes and just sprays all of them, kills all of them. A couple of them surrender, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah. fuck it, I'm just gonna kill you, <laughs> kill you yeah. as well." So then he was being investigated for that. Okay. And so, but that's um, that's that's when Wilson Fisk thought, "Yeah, I can manipulate yeah. this guy and yeah. turn him into a puppet." Yeah. Okay. So, um. <clears throat> Yeah, so he gets investigated, he gets put on, I think, administrative leave, and then Wilson Fisk kind of uses that to his advantage because at this minute, because, like, he's got something wrong with him, Bullseye, he's, like, when he loses his job, like, he's lost his, like, kind of, like, his routine sort of thing. Yeah. And then he he was stalking this girl, and then he revealed to her that he was stalking her, and he fucked that up as well, so he was going, like, crazy, and, like, his life was kind of, like, falling apart. Yeah. So at this point, Wilson Fisk came in and took him in, kind of, like... Gave him a direction. Yeah, gave him, yeah, gave him I some structure. I think the term was... North Star. Yeah, points Poindexter needed a North Star yeah. to follow it. Right, Which okay. was his, his therapist before, but then she died as well. Yeah. Right, okay. That's when Wilson Fisk stepped in. And so then North what Star. happens to... So you said Poindexter doesn't become Bullseye in this series. No, Does that mean officially. he survives? Um, he, at the very end, because we'll, basically there's like a three-way fight. don't really understand what Matt Murdock was trying to do, but... I'm guessing he wanted to, everyone to see who Daredevil was and who he... Uh, who wasn't Daredevil and who was. He's trying there to was kill like, Wilson Fisk. But yeah, but there's a... Fr- well... Do, no, I don't what? think he was though. No, he, he, he almost he almost did, and I kind of like he he was beating him up, and then he got his neck, and he was about to twist yeah. it. And I was, I kind of wished he did it because yeah, yeah. he literally got so close. He's like, nah! he's like, he's like, I can't, can't do it. So, so this is Matt Murdock. Yeah, yeah, so it's a freeway fire. Matt Murdock, Kingpin, and Bullseye. So he was dressing up as Daredevil. Yeah. So he so basically Daredevil had told Bullseye about how Wilson Fisk had killed his love interest and so he then sent Bullseye after Wilson Fisk and then I'm just going to call him Kingpin because it's easier then Daredevil himself went there to go and get Wilson, uh, to get Kingpin and then like every time Bullseye went to get Kingpin or his Vanessa he would like knock him out of the way and then he would go after Kingpin it was like really confusing me like, I think he was trying because I think he was trying to stop um uh Vanessa Bullseye from killing them yeah. he didn't want to kill them I don't think he wanted at, at his core he just wanted to get them captured and, and Bullseye was go, literally just going to yeah. murder the both of them yeah. so he was trying to stop that from happening but but Bullseye fucked up because he went like one on one with Kingpin and Kingpin just grabbed him and fucking slammed funny, him I'm not being funny right? I feel like he's Kingpin's very OP I'm not going to lie I feel like both Bullseye and uh, Daredevil should be able to fuck him up fairly easily yeah. he's know. a big dude though he is he's but a big dude. Feel like, like they, he was just like blocking punches all of a sudden and then he just grabbed them and shoved them into water and stuff yeah. like, this is so OP so basically but, I yeah. think he broke he broke Bullseye's back so yeah. Bullseye yeah, wasn't then... that one of the like 
end scenes. The very end. See. I think like the one, the very end scene was yeah. him you having see, surgery yeah. with uh, some like. I think that's metal. metal in his spine. Yeah. It's like adamantium or something. Is it adamantium or vibranium? Vibranium. Well, either it could be either. So neither of them die. Neither Kingpin nor... No, so, so no... But you don't know if he survives. You don't know if Bullseye survives. He's in surgery okay. and they say it's unlikely to and then, survive. So, so it kind of set itself up for a full series then? It if, did. If you well, want, like... it doesn't, it doesn't. It's like what Obi was saying, like... they. So then Matt Murdock's like, oh, well, let's set up a law firm together. So them three have got their law, law firm. Well, they're going to start a law firm. Kingpin's in a bigger, higher security prison. Mm. Which, which he's eventually going to yeah. buy out and mm. do what yeah. he did. But Maya's Daredevil's been discredited now, so I, don't, I feel like he can't go out. So you think maybe Bullseye could appear in other shows? Because Bullseye's a Maybe Punisher's right? one? Yeah. He's not a massive character. No. But like, you don't set up well, a character like that and leave it. You say you that, leave him but... alive. And the same with Kingpin. You don't leave them alive unless there's something you want to do with them. Yeah, but King, Kingpin's quite a big nemesis of... A lot of superheroes in New York. He fights Spider Man quite a lot. I would like him to migrate into the MCU. He's very good. I like mm. Vincent. Yeah, he's, he's done it very well. Um, I'll tell you what I really liked about this series the how we saw the perspective of the FBI agent, Nadine. 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 Yeah, I thought that was a really good take on it. Like, yeah, he was good obviously, he was in financial trouble because of saying. Uh, mad how it's all set up as well, like for him. Mm. Like, so he was in financial trouble because he was helping his sister-in-law through a cancer treatment mm. and then they he wasn't getting promotion at work because he had such financial deficit makes him a target for um corruption yeah. yeah so then and then so he went in with kingpin and kingpin just gave up stuff and he was like right i want to be on this case and then they let him have the case and then mm. you just saw his perspective on like how he was trying to deal with everything he was trying to believe kingpin karen page coming at him saying like no that's not true and then later on, like, mad how he got set up as well. Like, mm. the woman who's his boss is working for Fisk. Oh, yeah, that's and, sick. Yeah, yeah and, like, sick. they're at a table, yeah, like, three people at a table. He brings a guy, for, a guy from a different division to, to the room. He's like, basically, I've got to tell you the secret. Blah, 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 partly part of Kingpin's detail. And there's a recorder on the table, which I didn't spot. And then the, the police woman just got, gets a gun, bang, kills the other person, records um, her screaming, saying, what are you doing? They put it in an evidence bag and like basically Nadine's got to be part of yeah, Kingpin's man. yeah, mm. like, and then um yeah she's mad like you just see a story I, I I wanted him to see it out but horror people. But the thing is though like one thing that, not like I took issue with but I was just like ah oh, what the fuck sort of thing is that his wife um understandably was angry with him when she found out like all the stuff he'd been mixed up in but then she's like. I expect complete honesty, yada, 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 yada. Which I understand, like, obviously, yeah. you're married, you're married for a certain time, you should be completely honest with each other to a certain point. But the guy's an FBI, like, you can't tell you, yeah. you can't tell yeah, you everything. Yeah, exactly. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I thought she was getting very unnecessarily angry at him for something that, I mean, if he told her about, then it probably puts her life in danger, to be honest. So, good series. You mm. said one of the best Marvel Netflix yeah. ones yeah. because of the character development and the plot. Yeah. It was just all, it was well rounded. Yeah, yeah I, think it was, I think it was very entertaining. Like, you know how sometimes you'll watch these shows and um, you'll, you'll get through a couple of episodes and the episode will end and you'll just be like, okay, yeah, I can stop here, sort of thing. Yeah. Whereas mm. dead, I feel like there was always like a little bit at the end where it was meant to yeah. think, oh shit, I want to see what happens next, uh, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. It was very bingeable, I think. Very dynamic yeah. as well. There's a lot of people's perspectives and what they're going on. More than one villain's always a helpful. Yeah. Little Sounds trip. like they filled out the episodes as well, rather yeah, than. Yeah, like, they did, yeah. You know, they they just... referenced Jessica Jones as well. Okay. Yeah. But I suppose you're allowed to now because yeah. uh, they've had defenders. So. Karen Page got a nice little uh, episode to herself as well. Well, I actually liked her a lot more than I normally have done. She's still like 
hearting over Punisher? Not really, no. no. Not that we no. saw. But um, yeah, it's, she kind of gets like a little background episode, so we see like sort of what happened to her, yeah before she came to New York. Where, okay, which was nice. She liked to be a little cocaine. I would like to see like those like Foggy, Matt, Karen, and Kingpin and that in the MCU. Like they don't have to be major parts of it. Mm. It could be like casual references, like oh, you know, say I don't know, someone needs something to do with the law, and like cool, give yeah. it to you know just well, casual references. I think if you can have Hulk, I can have Daredevil. My my personal opinion. Yeah, because so. yeah. Daredevil's a big character in the MCU, isn't he? Well, yeah, I'm not MCU, big, sorry, yeah. Marvel Comics. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, well, let's talk about some films, new releases. Um, Obi and I have seen Widows, mm. uh, so we can talk about that one first. So, Widows is the latest film from uh, acclaimed director Steve McQueen and writer Gillian Flynn, um, who wrote Gone Girl. Um, you written anything else? Uh, she wrote a book called Sharp Objects, um, which is a TV show, and one called Dark Places. Mm. Um, yeah, but she she was an author and has now progressed into screenwriting. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's a film, uh, it's a remake of a TV, TV show, series right? yeah. from the 80s. Yeah. Um, it basically follows uh, four women whose husbands were criminals and then they die on a job. Um, and then because the, the husbands owed money to a criminal boss the boss now comes after the women and so they do one job they, they find the plans for you know their next job uh, their husband's next job yeah, mm. and then they decide to carry out the the heist uh, to pay back um, it's got a very stellar cast it's got uh, Viola Davis Michelle Rodriguez Elizabeth Debicki Liam Neeson um, Robert Daniel, Duvall Daniel Kaluuya then like the most throwaway cameos ever like John Bernthal was in it for about four seconds oh, yeah. and dies I did die I was going to say did they all, die? yeah all of them like mm. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> spoiler um, yeah so what did you think of it Obi? Can, we, can we talk about the thing can I talk about things that I didn't like and then we can talk about something yes so there will be spoilers for this okay. um, incoming um, okay so things I didn't like the husbands died really quickly. Yes, so I, when, d- I had an issue with that. When they died, I was like, uh, when that, like, so like the explosion happened and whatnot, and then they were, I was like, oh fuck, like they actually died? I was like, I thought this was like one of the jobs they were doing, and then they, they would like die on the next job sort of yeah. thing. So they died super quick, that hit me. I was like, oh, but like, so me. this film, you know that the husbands are going to die, right? Yeah, because right. it's called Widows, and yeah. that's, it's part of the plot. But yeah, so it starts off with them doing their, towards the end of their job, and then within the first two minutes, they all die. Mm. Um, really that quick literally, yeah. literally two minutes in and I think they like, they've got some really good actors to yeah. be the husbands yeah. right? yeah. John Bernthal Liam Neeson I thought they could have had maybe the first 15-20 mm. minutes of the husbands doing the job Let, yeah. let's see like, build the rapport between the husband and the yeah. wife so you yeah. feel it more when they yeah. die sort of thing. exactly because yeah. yeah. when they died I was like Okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you don't. You see very, very yeah. little interaction between husbands and their widows. Mm. How many husbands? Wife. How many widows? Four. Four. Oh wow. Um, um, yeah. So it was like really, really quick. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. What was the reason they died? Uh, there was an job explosion. Gone, job, job gone wrong, basically. Yeah. Are they all bad guys? Like that kind of job. They're all criminals. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, in the grand scheme of things, none of these things really matter to me that much. But they're just things that I picked up on mm. that annoyed me. Um, Colin Farrell's American accent is terrible. I thought the Irish was coming out literally every yeah, episode. I, it really annoyed me. So <laughs> I saw this after you mentioned that. Okay. Um, and I think it was kind of intentional 
Really? Because, okay. because they're from Chicago, right. which is a very Irish-influenced okay. state. Well, city, sorry. So I'm thinking he's supposed to be like an Irish-American. Okay. So I kind of... I hope so. That's what I took it as. Terrible. When's but the film set? Present day. Present oh, day, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, cool. I can live with that. Um, third thing, I felt like, you know, I'm skipping, but right at the end... Um, obviously they had the, the election and whatnot and Connor's yeah. character won I felt like we could have maybe heard a little bit more about that like yeah, the yeah, yeah. a little bit of closure sort of thing so one of the main plot so, points yeah. is Colin Farrell is um, he's the one of the members of the ticket for mayor um, and because his family have been the mayor of this place for generations mm. and on the other side is um, the crime boss I can't remember his name He's played by Brian Tree Henry, I think that's his... His name was... Uh, Jamal. Manning. Yeah. Jamal Manning. Manning. So it's Manning and... Colin Farrell's character, I can't remember their name either. Yeah, um, so they're on the opposite sides of the ticket. Yeah, something. Um, and basically, like, it's been very white-dominated in this ward. Um, and basically, Colin Farrell's character doesn't really want to be mayor, but his dad's, like, pressuring him, being like, you can't lose to a black guy, we can't, you know, use his racial epithets and um, then Manning's like wanting to legitimise himself by becoming kind of mayor but he's was also... he a drug dealer did we confirm that uh, I don't think it was ever confirmed he's just kind of like a crime boss I mean, just generic crime boss mm-hmm. so he's one who the, the, the husbands stole his money yeah. but died and all the money burnt up so then he goes to Viola Davis Veronica who was Liam Neeson's wife and says your husband stole two million from me so now you owe me two million. So run my peas, bitch. So then Veronica <laughs> gets all the widows together. Well, two of the widows. One of them doesn't want to be in it. And someone else. And they suspicious, plan this heist. Suspicious. So that's... Yeah. yeah. So then there's this whole political thread as well. Like, who's going to win? Jack, the white guy. Are you going to tell me that someone had the two million all along? No. No. Oh. So Jack's like... he's He starts 12 points ahead of Jamal. But then throughout the film, it kind of becomes a bit more level. Mm. But then part of the heist um, they so basically it turns out do you mind if we spoil these things turns out that the plan was for the husbands to rob Jack Colin Farrell's character mm-hmm. uh, rob his money because he's been taken backhanders mm-hmm. um, and so the wives do that they rob him but then Colin Farrell's father is there mm-hmm. and shoots one of the women and so they end up shooting and killing his father mm-hmm. so then Right at the end, the final scene, you hear on the radio, like, oh, yeah, despite Jamal Manning's popularity and ahead in the polls, mm. we think it's a sympathy vote, but Jack ended up winning the mayor. I thought it was a bit cheap, because like, yeah. we only got, like, you just hear it on the radio yeah. sort of thing. I would like a little bit of, because even before that, right before they do the heist, um, uh, Jack offers to Jamal, like, I'll, I'll give you the election I'll sort see, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll concede the election, then I'll be like in the vibes behind the scenes sort of thing. And you don't see anything of Jamal no, after that? No. You know, I thought he'd be angry yeah. or whatever, because also, so like, we don't actually see whether they give Jamal back his money. No. I mean, you know, they stole five million, they were going to give two million back to Jamal and then split, split, the, the, split the rest. But yeah. it's like, we don't find out whether they, well, obviously they were successful with the heist, but they don't find out whether we give them the money. Yeah. Like, what really we they do with it? And yeah. yeah, that was but yeah, that was. The ending was quite abrupt. I agree. Was the actual heist itself good though? I thought it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, oh, I okay. The, the heist itself lasted about. It wasn't long minutes, enough. Five that's, minutes yeah. of screen time. It wasn't long enough. That's this what was I two think. hours ten minutes long. Yeah, it's a slow burn. It's a slow burn. Proper slow burn. Slow burn. Oh, wow. Things like so like, um, 
I've one problem. I used to remind me of something that I thought of during the heist as well. But um, shit, what was I gonna say? Yeah, so there was that. So about the um, election thing, and my lot, the second to last thing that I didn't really enjoy was um, again to do with Jamal. Like his brother died, and we didn't see if there was like any reaction or yeah, any like. Is- so Daniel Kaluuya plays his brother, and he's a proper like like rebel because yeah. his brother's like look just intimidate his guys and he's like fuck it shooting people yeah. he's, he's proper menacing yeah. he's, yeah, like, he's, really he's, good. he's like, really good there's a, if you see the trailer there's a, a bit where he just like stares yeah, out the guy this was guy. he just like <laughs> stares him out it's proper like uncomfortable he's really honestly the guy's I think he's a very good actor and do you know what I like is that he's not doing loads of the same same roles he's yeah. doing loads of different roles which helps because then you like obviously don't get like typecast as an yeah, actor yeah, yeah. and he's like I haven't I'm trying to think of there's a film I've seen him where he's been shit. I can't think of one so far. I've only seen like four of his films, but still. Um, but yeah, so skipping to the heist. So like they get the money after they, after they shoot the uh, geezer's dad, and then they're about to drive away. But then Daniel Kaluuya's character has like been following them, so he's like caught them, and he's like got a gun to the head. So then he skips off with the money, and so he's like driving. <laughs> I'm always a bit quite funny. Actually. He's like driving. He's like you can see on his face. They just show him whilst he's driving he's like that bare happy like smiling like yeah, yeah that shit yeah yeah and then the car smashes into him kills him <laughs> yeah and it's the women they've come they've so my, they've come and smashed into him so he can take the money and fuck yeah. off but then my thing is that where did they get that car from the way I read it is and it's not clear I thought they knew he was going to do that right. so I I thought that they'd already planned for that okay because they didn't actually seem that annoyed right and so I thought they'd already got this other car because they thought alright because throughout the whole build-up of this, mm. when all the characters are like doing their little bits, like sourcing guns or cars yeah. or whatever, you always see uh, Daniel Kaluuya's character sort of in the background. Yeah. Right. And it's never shown whether any of the characters notice him. Mm. But I thought, all right, it would be a good twist if they notice him, mm. plan for him to steal the money from mm. them, and then take it okay. back from him. So that's what I That'd be, took I, from it. Yeah, I would but do. again... So much of this is not clear, That's right? Not clear, yeah. So after the people die, the the husbands die, um, Veronica Viola Davis's character finds the the plans, and then very quickly arranges for the two other widows, Alice and uh, Michelle Rodriguez's character, to to Amanda, Melinda, something like that. Maybe to like to be a part of this, and very quickly they're like, yeah, cool, because they're desperate. They're desperate to be fair. But you don't really. See- <laughs> I did think it was funny how like literally. Um, uh, Alice's character, her husband died, and one like two days later, her mom's like, "Yeah, you should become a prostitute just to get some yeah. money." <laughs> it's like what? Like, Jesus. At least, at least give her some time to one grief to try and find another job, and don't just go straight to prostitution. But there wasn't. <laughs> there also wasn't that much like discussion of the plan. Mm. Like um, Veronica was just like, "Right, you're getting guns. You're finding out where the safe house is, or whatever," and that was it. And like you, like you know. I wanted to see a bit more, kind of like you would with Hustle or Ocean's Eleven, like mm. how they're gonna plan it. Like, oh yeah, yeah we're gonna do this and they're gonna do this. It was very much just like, yeah, we'll do it. Okay, that everything was quite easy for them. Do you think? Yeah, I think so. Like Elizabeth Debicki's like Alice gets the guns very quickly, mm. very easily. It's not that hard, is it? But these are women who. That was actually one of the things. So you said, um, "When we're supposed to get a gun from and via Debs because this is America." And she walks away. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but none of these. They make a point saying that oh, our husbands haven't told us anything. Mm. So these women are like completely new to this sort of lifestyle. Mm. But they're all like, "Oh yeah, I'm getting a van. I'm getting a car. Um, guns," and they're not like discreet at all mm. so you know Alice is this tall 
white woman sticks out like a sore thumb against all these like rednecks like at the at the auction for the car and like also going to the guns like, they're not like discreet at all they don't blend no and nah. you just think like surely if anyone was trying to look into this they'd be like oh yeah mm. well, this is suspicious yeah. or this, you know <laughs> and yeah I don't know and then there's there's a bit where Michelle Rodriguez's character is trying to find um, plans for the safe house yeah I didn't goes know. to this guy's house He's like, oh, I want to talk to your wife. He's like, oh, my wife's been dead for f- four months. Mm. And then she's like, my husband died two weeks ago. And then they start kissing. Yeah. And then she walks what? up. It was really weird. Just yeah. came out of nowhere. I thought, more, I thought he was going to be involved in it a bit more. I so there's all these like yeah, random was, little so I thought, pockets sorry. and scenes and stuff that really make <laughs> so yeah, She comes, they start kissing. And I was like, okay, it's a bit weird. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. It goes away. So I thought the guy was going to like maybe like come back and like, I don't know, knock on the door, so, something. I thought it was going to be involved in some way, yeah, shape yeah, yeah. or form. Did she not see his wallet or nothing? No, no but, but there was just... literally, you literally don't see the geezer again. There's so many characters that, again, you, you see for a little bit and don't see again. Like Alice's mum, who's like, oh yeah, you should be a prosy. Don't see her again. <laughs> like, I didn't mind that too, but she was but, a You know, it was just, I felt, I had quite high expectations for this film, which probably lends itself to fall. But I was, wasn't disappointed, but this film didn't meet my expectations. Yeah. And I thought it was, good maybe like a seven mm. because i thought a lot of it could have been expanded upon or at least conclude like um finitely concluded like a lot of it was just these i feel like a lot of strands were just left and like the heist itself doesn't last very long i like the heist dude the heist was good the but you don't see much build up the heist itself doesn't last very long you don't really see the fallout of everything like the main twist is that veronica's husband um lean neeson doesn't actually die he did you did you see that coming no i didn't see it coming so but so he set all the rest of his crewmates up because he's in league with so so the the idea was that so jack the the, congressman i'm talking about the mayor or the mayor candidate he basically said to liam Neeson, yeah go steal my opponent's money so he can't fund his campaign right and then so they've gone and done that and then now he like uh, Liam Easton was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to double cross him, sort of thing. So I'll take the money from his guy, and I also take the money from, yeah, uh, from uh, Jack as well. Yeah, but obviously oh, it didn't work okay. out of the way for him. So. And then yeah, Violet uh, Veronica ends up killing him because he tries to steal the money. Mm, I like that. I like that scene. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but I just wait. So Liam Neeson was going out with Ver- Veronica. Yes, yeah, so they're married, but their marriage was in trouble because their son died. Right. Um, and then it turns out that he was having an affair with one of his. Uh, crewmates' wives and had oh. a son with him. So he faked his own death. Right. Tried to steal the money to yeah. create a new life. Didn't realise that Veronica was going to take his next plan yeah. and steal all the money. Yeah, he yeah. thought she, he, she was just... Because he left a, like a book thing and he thought that she was just going to sell it for money. So she right. could pay off the death. Right. She didn't do that. I feel like a lot of the... It, it so wait, could... hold on. So Liam Neeson was alive after yeah. all this? And then she kills him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel... It's peaking. Yeah. It could have been a lot more dramatic, I thought. Like, Viola Davis is obviously a very, very good actress, actor. And do you know what? Liam Neeson was good in this as well. Yeah, like, he can actually act rather than just being a generic action hero. Mm. But I don't know. I feel like there was a punch missing from it. Like, because it was such a slow burner. Mm. Like, when Liam Neeson appears, it wasn't, like, that dramatic. It was just kind of like, oh. Does he I thought it was quite dramatic. I thought it was quite dramatic. Does he explain how he survived? Well, he you orchestrated everything. It, yeah. So he, he puts, like, a fake dummy in the bit like he sets up the explosion oh, so, right. you'd okay. think for a man who's just set all this up he'd be a bit more cautious than who he opened the door to 
Or is that not how she found him? No. So basically, she goes to one of the widows, the widow who declined to meet Amanda. Them. She yeah she yeah Amanda. She goes to her house to kind of say like try and get her to join sort of thing, um, and she brings her dog with her, and um, uh, while she's trying to convince her, this Amanda one, she goes to into her bedroom to uh, look after her baby, and then the dog starts barking and scratching at his door, and then she walks up to the door, the dog's like barking bears, and then she's like a. Um, his flask, Harry's, uh, sorry, Liam Neeson's character, his flask on the table, and she's like, she doesn't want to open the door because she doesn't want like, want to believe that, yeah, that yeah, he's, yeah. She, he's fucked her over sort of thing, so she just kind of like, grabs the dog crying, she's like crying, she grabs the dog and fucks off, and then you see um, Amanda walk out, and what did she say, she says, what did she say to him? She says, she opens the door and says something to him, I can't believe it, but then the camera like turns and you see Liam, Neeson, Liam Neeson's just sitting there, like, looking all sad and stuff. I thought, I really enjoyed that scene, but I think it would have actually been better if they hadn't shown us that it was Liam Neeson. So wait, so when does she kill him then? At the right, end, the right at the end. So he tries to take the money from her. He says, oh, you shouldn't have gone through this plan. Like, I'm going to have to take the money from you. Yeah. And, and then she's stupid of him, isn't it? But yeah, just even like that, even like, you know, seeing Liam Neeson, that could have, a lot of it could have been a bit more developed for me. Fair enough. I, 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 I'm not like, I quite enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I enjoyed the... I thought the acting was really good from like pretty much all everyone who was involved, and I do agree that it was it was a slow burner. But I enjoyed I enjoyed what it built up to. I do agree that maybe the high bit could have been a little bit longer, but I I enjoyed it all the same. But um, yeah, it had its shortcomings. But I didn't think this was going to be like an like an Oscar nominated film. Do you know what I mean? I thought it'd be like a solid seven point five. See, I I was kind of thinking it would be because obviously like all the people involved like Steve McQueen's mm-hmm. been like very critically acclaimed so is Gillian Flynn like Viola Davis all these people um, and I don't know just, I, maybe I hyped it up to myself too mm. much but I also think a lot of the female characters were very very underdeveloped like Michelle Rodriguez don't you know you kind of see little bits about all of their home lives but not really I don't really know anything about any of them that there's much there's no character they're, build up they're, they're, they're co-stars isn't it? no it's yeah, but you see quite a bit about Alice. So, like, she has this yeah, whole side plot about, you know, she goes on these, like... Being a hoe. Um, she's basically a prostitute. So she goes on these, like... Is that, the one, is that the one that got told to be a prostitute? Yeah, yeah. so like, she goes on these, like, dates with wealthy men and they pay her money and stuff. But So she has quite a big side plot. And then, like, um, even, I guess... Why, why the fuck does she join Cynthia Revo's character, who ends up being the driver, she... Um, she has a bit of a side Sorry. Why did she bother joining the party of people to get this money? Maybe she doesn't want to be a prostitute anymore. <laughs> True, yeah. Go <laughs> get out of the game, Chris. Come on. Yeah, I don't know. Plus she might, like, the game. She, I the game she might like the game, innit? <laughs> there was something about it for me missing. But it, was, it, was, it was good. To be fair, a few people walked out um, when I was watching it. I don't think they walked out when you were watching it. Oh, really? Yeah. But, yeah, because, because they didn't like it. I, I, mean, I guess so. You, I don't know. Yeah, Probably like about four people walked out. About an hour and a bit in. Oh, really? Was it a screen on scene for you? No. Oh. But, like, I was thinking, like, you might not like the film, but I don't think it's a film that worth walking out on. No, no. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah, I thought it was pretty good, personally. But it could have been better. It's the same with Old Man and the Gun. But, like, it was good, but it could have been better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, for me, I just hyped it up. That's too much. Um, well, do you want to talk about the screen on scene, then? Yeah, go on. Um, yeah, so it was a film called Old Man yeah. and the Gun. Apparently, it's Robert Redford's last film ever. Okay. Um, I don't think I've seen him in anything else. Who's Robert Redford? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some oldies. Legend. Yeah. Legendary actor. Yeah. Oh, right. Charming as fuck. What's he been in? Um, I've known. Loads of stuff from like, the past. Oh, right. Okay. 100, 100 years. Well, I think he was in All the President's Men. Mm. Which is from yeah, the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. 
So yeah, the film stars this guy and this old guy, and basically he just robs banks for a living, and he doesn't, oh, right. and he doesn't just really give a fuck about anything because he always doesn't have a smile on his face. I think he just loves Robin Banks. <laughs> Fair so, enough. Like, literally, his, his they always say you got to do what you love. There you go. His um his um method of operation, I guess, um is he'll go into the bank dressed like like smart and stuff, be like really smiling like oh can I see a manager? They'll say yeah, and they'll say oh what do you need? And he just like putting a gun at him like with a massive smile on his face, say yeah this is a this is a robbery, and a fat grin on his face, like this is a robbery, and then obviously they all give him money and stuff like that. So he's got like a crew of him and two other people, and they've just been hitting. It's based on a true story, by the way. Right. They've just been hitting um, loads of banks in I think around is it Texas maybe I might be making it up. Texas, New Mexico. Around, I think it's around the, southern, the southern-ish area. Yeah. And he's just hitting loads of banks in the space of about, I think, maybe like 18 months or so. And then you've also got um, Casey Affleck, who is a policeman. And he's basically been... He was in the bank at one point when this guy had come in and committed a robbery because he did it like basically by anybody knowing sort of thing. Oh, right, okay. Um, and so he's like thinking like, shit, like how's this guy like, outsmarted me? So he spends the whole <laughs> film trying to catch, him. Up, catch him, basically. And um, you find you find out that this guy is he this guy he no sorry right at the start of the film he befriends this lady this old woman um, this old, she's a widow and um, so he, like they're like chatting they're in a diner like chatting and stuff seems and, to be a lot of widows in this that could have been your segue mate could have been actually anyway but um, yeah she asked him like oh, so what would you do for him and he was like if I told you you wouldn't believe me sort of thing and All right. she was like oh try me so he says. Like, I'm a bank robber. And then yeah. she was like, I don't, she, I don't believe you. <clears throat> and then she, she was like, oh, so how do you roll banks? And literally describes her how he would roll a bank. <laughs> and, then she, and then he was like, sort of thing, like, oh, I'm really joking, sort of thing. Yeah. So then she, they like start going out, kind of. Um, and I think she just doesn't, either she doesn't know or she doesn't want to believe that he'd been, because he's just been robbing banks right, this right, whole right. time. At least he was honest, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. <laughs> so like, they just show him like hitting different spots, you know. Um, most of them go, go pretty, pretty smoothly. At one point, one of his partners gets shot, but he's, he's okay. Um, and he knows that um, Casey Affleck's uh, character is like investigating him. So, whilst he one of the places he robs, he leaves a dollar bill, and he says, "I can't remember his name," but he says, "Insert whatever his name is." Um, like you're not smart enough to catch me or something like that. Yeah. And obviously that motivates him to like, like fuck, I'm gonna fucking get this guy, sort of thing. And then yeah, it's kind of like a cat, little cat and mouse thing. And then you find out that this guy has been. Um, Robert Redford's character you find out he's basically been a criminal since he was like 13 sort of thing right. been in and out of prison he's, he's he escaped from prison like 16 times or something like that yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah basically every time he come, every time he gets out of prison <laughs> he Robert Bank or do something else and he'll get caught in prison <laughs> like he'll be there was one scene where he was like in a car and he was just like driving <laughs> running away from the police he just got a massive grin on his face just <laughs> running away, just driving away from the police like getting caught in that I just find it, find it so funny um this guy seems a nuisance. Well, to, yeah, for the law. Surprised you're not putting Alcatraz, mate. But yeah, like, <laughs> in it, I'm actually, I'm actually surprised. But um, what was it? Alcatraz might be closed by then. It was like 1980 something. Oh, maybe. Like, yeah, it might yeah. be actually. Anyway, um, yeah. So um, eventually he gets caught, and um, by uh, uh, Casey Affleck, and goes to prison. And he, the only reason he goes to prison was because um, the police found out where his girlfriend lived and they were literally storming towards the house and he's like, fuck, like, he didn't want to leave her in the shit sort of thing. Yeah. So he basically turned himself in and he goes to prison. She comes and visits him, obviously, because like, he gave her a fake name and stuff, like, gives her a ruin and blah, 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 blah. And then he gives her a bit of paper and she's like, what's this? And he's like, this is all the times I've escaped from prison. And then they go, they show, like, every, a scene of every time he's escaped from prison. 
which was really funny and like yeah. quite interesting, which I wish they'd incorporated a bit more into the film. Yeah. Because yeah. it was quite an interesting little thing. Um, and then it literally, so they showed 16 of them and then 17 uh, was left blank and it just pans up to him and he's just like, got a massive smile on his face. <laughs> <laughs> and then she convinced him to, she, she convinced him to stay in prison. And he's like, like he does it for her because obviously like he like loves her and whatnot. Yeah. So he gets released. I'm not sure how many years later, but or months or even he gets released and you know gets used to the normal life for a little while for about I don't know maybe a couple of months and then you can just see, you can just see he's like getting like really antsy and stuff like yeah. that and he gets really bored and then like one day whilst whilst his girlfriend's sleeping he calls up Casey Affleck and they like say like oh how how are you how are you sort of thing and he's like yeah I'm fine. Looks like it's a bit like, why are you ringing me? So he's like, so how are you? And he's like, I'm about to be great. And he hangs up the phone and walks into a bank. <laughs> robs, that, robs that bank. I think he robs four more banks that day. And then I think he gets arrested. And yeah, and then the film kind of basically ends. That sounds quite entertaining. So it, it, sorry, sorry. Yeah, was Casey Affleck a policeman? policeman. Oh, okay, sorry. Policeman, yeah. I thought for some reason I thought you said he was another robber and he was trying to replicate it. Sorry, I don't know why, where I got that from. That sounds like a pretty fun film, though. It was all right, but it was, it was decent. But like, I wish... Cause, the film was ba- was only was like about that moment in time, but I kind of wish the film had been about that character's life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, present. Okay. So I'd yeah. seen like how he grew up and how he got into robbery and then how how basically he progressed from yeah, yeah, yeah. from small robberies to big robberies, you know, yeah. and all that stuff like that. Because then when they were showing at the end all the times he escaped, I think, oh shit, this is really interesting. Like, yeah. he, like he was like, yeah. quite creative as well the way he's he was escaping. So I was like, I wish they could incorporate a bit more of that into the film. Um, but yeah, it was good. Um, I didn't really like Casey Affleck's character very much, but because his voice is so depressing. Oh my, my god, he's got really horrible. Voice. Oh, it's terrible. Surprised he's like, still even employed. Oh, in the like, it literally sounds upset all the time. <laughs> oh, um, did god. they um, say at the end like all the statistics of the man, like how many times he'd been in prison, and how many banks he robbed, or anything like that? Um, they did say some stuff, but I can't remember what they like. There was like, like subtitles and stuff at the end, like saying like what he'd done and everything, but. Um, I can't remember specifically what they did. Fair enough, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a decent film. It's decent oh, film. Interesting. Mm. Mm. I've got two recent releases that I want to talk about. Um, I'm going to get one of them out of the way. Slaughterhouse Rules. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, it doesn't rule at all. Yeah. Slaughterhouse <laughs> sucks. Maybe. Um, so this is the... It's a horror comedy in quote marks. Um, and it's... Produced by Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, who obviously oh, wow. are famous for a very good horror comedy, Shaun of the Dead. Um, so it's basically following some preppy school kids um, in kind of, you know, yuppie England. Um, uh, it's So they're at like a boarding school. Um, there's a northern guy who gets, you know, uh, a chance to go there. Um, he's obviously an outsider because everyone else there is very well-spoken preppy. southern... Kind of like kind hot of fuzz, accent. right? Yeah. Hey, what? What did you say? Sorry, I said kind of like hot fuzz. Yeah, I guess. And then, um, <laughs> well, I guess with like the accents and different classes mm. and stuff. Um, and then like there's this whole in their grounds. Um, their headmaster has sold part of it to this fracking company who are like drilling down to get shale gas, which I guess is quite topical. Um, and then whilst they've been fracking, they release these monsters who've been living underground uh, and so these monsters come start attacking the students and the teachers right. and stuff um, and it gets a little bit gory but it just overall it, it just was not that funny and <laughs> was it meant to be funny yeah it was oh. and unfortunately well let's um, be honest the Cornette trilogy didn't live up to the standards we were hoping it was going to no I mean Simon Pegg was over the top as usual Nick Frost was quite funny mm. he plays this like uh, environmental eco warrior who wants to stop the <laughs> fracking 
Um, but yeah, just like so, Asa Butterfield's one of the main characters. Um, he's been in. He's like he was a child actor and is now kind of the early twenties. Yeah. He was just a bit wooden. Um, it's just the script wasn't very funny. Um, yeah, it was just a bit annoying. Meh. There was this one. There was this one guy who plays like the upper sixth guy who torments everyone. He looked like he was supposed to be playing Draco Malfoy, um, and Margot Robbie was in it for like two minutes, mm. which I was surprised at. But she doesn't make the film any better. What I can't. She, I don't even have enough want to explain this film anymore. Mm. Just Fair it was enough. not that funny. I'm going it was to not see that scary. An out of ten. Mm-hmm. Like a four and a half. Mm, Maybe. Below average. I don't remember. Do I remember laughing? I don't think I laughed once. That's not great for a but comedy. But I, I might have like smiled a couple of times. <laughs> but even still, that's not great for a comedy. <laughs> no. Even a horror comedy, that's not great. Yeah, it was just... Did anyone laugh? Uh, to be fair, there's about three other people in the screening. I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think so. The annoying thing is also I went all the way to Orpington to see it. it ages ago. Did you? Yeah. Grim. So yeah. Anyway, I don't even know why I bothered. I just wanted to tell you that was terrible. Um, on the contrary, uh, I went to see a film called Overlord, which is a Nazi zombie film. Um, why don't you do this to yourself? Uh, why wouldn't I? Um, so <laughs> it's produced. Did you ask, sorry, when you watched, did you watch the trailer for this? Yeah. Did you think it looked good? No. Okay, same. Okay. So I thought the trailer didn't sell it very well. Yeah. So what, what, is it? what is it? So it's uh, produced by J.J. Abrams. Um, it's basically set during World War II. Right. Um, just before, well, the day before the D-Day land, uh, the landing in Dunkirk. Yeah. Um, so basically the plot is that these American soldiers are flying to France and they need to um, destroy a communications tower right. in a French village which, if they succeed, um, will allow the British troops to fly into Pretty standard. Dunkirk yeah. or land in Dunkirk. Yeah. Right. So it's a bit of revisionist history for yeah. Americans. Classic. But um, <laughs> I thought, you know, it's just quite a simple plot. It's like these soldiers need to do this by this time. Cool. Yeah. Fine. So the the opening scene was quite well done. So it's on the aeroplane flying over to France and you've got all these soldiers you can tell like they're nervous right. but it was just quite obviously this film is not realistic but there was an element of realism there because like everything was so loud you could barely hear the actors talking and right. the way that it was filmed was quite like um, a lot of it was kind of like point of view shots so you could right. sort of feel like you were immersed yeah, within yeah, yeah. The, the aeroplane um, and then the aeroplane gets shot down um, and you and then you know, a few of them survive uh, and they make their way to this uh, French village um, where they meet this woman on the way. Uh, they're kind of take not hostage, but they're like, you need to take us to your village. Are they still on their mission? Yeah. Right. So they, they end up in the, the village yeah. where they need to destroy the communications tower. Um, and this French woman like hides them because there's this German, that the Nazis patrol the village and, right. and they come in and like try and... Um, they basically they like want to rape her, um, but then the main character, um, what was what, his zombies, name? is there zombies yet? Not yet. Oh okay. So, the main the one of the American soldiers has got a little thing for her, so stops the right. uh, Nazi captain from assaulting her by shooting him or no, they beat him up. Right. But they basically so then got to do it quiet. 
So then the main character, I can't remember his name, but he um, tries to scout out the communications tower, mm. ends up inside the compound, um, and then discovers that the Nazis are doing experiments on bodies. Oh, right. Um, and t- turning, they're not like the zombies that you see in Walking Dead. They're just yeah. kind of like reanimated people. Um, and he steals this syringe that they insert into the corpses um, and then takes it back to the Nazi captain that they've captured and says, what does this do? And he's like, ha, 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 I'm not going to tell you. Um, and then ends up, he ends up kind of breaking free of his um, the rope that's binding him and shoots one of the soldiers dead. Um, so then the main character, he's like, okay, cool. Well, he stabs the guy with this syringe and then he starts like coming alive again, like cracking all his bones and yeah. becomes like proper over- overpowered. Um, and then the, the Nazi captain's like, yeah, this is what it does. This is what do, we're doing. Does the guy that had the syringe stabbed in him, does he, has he got any memories or recollection of anything? He knows who people are. Right. Like, he can talk. Right. He basically he sees this, like, bullet hole in him. He's like, oh, it doesn't even hurt. But then he starts, like, going a bit mental. Right. Um, so they end up having to kill him. Um, Again. Lovely. So then, then the Nazi captain escapes with the French girl's younger brother right so then the, all the remaining soldiers decide to uh go into the compound basically blow it up from the inside so they'll destroy the tower they'll destroy all the experiments yeah. and save the kid um and then they they go in there and they they do that so they um they mean they save the kid they plant all the charges around to blow it up right. and then the nazi captain He's basically, he's been proper fucked up. He's been shot in the face. He's been shot like all over. Nice. He's got like half his face missing, but he stabs himself with two syringes. So he becomes like proper like OP. OP. Um, and then he ends up like fighting two of the soldiers. Uh, one of the soldiers um, gets impaled by Hook. Nice. But then he stabs himself with a syringe. So does. everyone's just like powering themselves up. Everyone's um, just jumping. It's basically like, not, they're not really, well they sort of are zombies in a, wide context but they end up like fighting each other right um and yeah they end up blowing it up from the inside and a couple of them survive and then uh then you hear like right at the end that the, the d-day landings have been successful thanks to them um Cold. but do you know what yeah. i didn't again again it probably comes down to expectations but i didn't have a massively high expectations for this film no. but it was really entertaining like the plot was simple they stuck to it it was like soldiers doing their yeah. mission um, it was you know snappy. There wasn't like long periods of wasn't dull, of dull inaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the effects were well done. The acting wasn't too over the top. Um, and yeah, so like there was the some of the the zombie bits were done quite well. Like there was a couple of points that made me jump. Um, I just thought the plot is good for a zombie film. The plot itself was quite strong. Mm. Um, so yeah, I just I just found it really entertaining. Yeah. Um, surprisingly so. Out of ten. Uh, seven and a half, maybe. Yeah, sure. proper good. I, yeah, I would, good. I would recommend it. And it's not like. I would say it's like a war. Zombie war film, rather yeah. than like a horror film. Yeah. So like I think if you watched it over, you would be okay with it. Mm. Um. Yeah, just thought it was really entertaining, and uh, I mean some of it was very like. The some plot points were very predictable yeah. but not in the sense that I was disappointed I was like yeah do you know cool fine it works for me um, yeah and it, it wasn't over long it was it, it was it was right it was a, yeah it was good 
I would, I would watch it again. Okay. Well, we haven't heard much from you, Chris or Joe. So tell us what you've been watching. I haven't really watched anything new. Chris, tell us about Sabrina. Oh. Yeah, tell us about Sabrina. Oh, uh, okay. What episode are you up to? I finished it. Okay. What do you want to know? Do you want me to spoil it? No. I mean... No. Well, I was just said no, so... No. Give us a rough Give us idea a of what spoiler it's about. <clears throat> it's, a lot, it's a darker version of the uh, classic teenage drama that we used to watch. Do you know what's funny? Sorry yeah, to interrupt you. Um... I follow some people, I look quite a few people on Twitter, and they're literally saying, like, I watched 10 minutes of Sabrina, and it was too demonic for me, because they're like, quite big yeah, church yeah, guys, they're yeah. like, it's too demonic for me, so I'm, like, I'm, not, not gonna, I'm not watching it, it anymore. It's pretty demonic, because the whole principle is that you sign your life over to the devil, yeah, or the, the devil that they, Satan, yeah, and in doing so, you get the powers of a witch, or right. a warlock. A warlock. Um, the, the story is... A, Based around Sabrina, her two aunts, um, Hilda and Zelda, and her cousin Ambrose. Ambrose, yeah. So, and Ambrose is bound to the house because of something he's done in the past. You find out later on what that is. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know if you're up to that point. Yeah. I won't spoil it for you. Well, it, is. it was a very throwaway line from what I have seen. Like, he says it, but casually. Oh, um, like no, a... they actually go into depth about it later. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, not, not, not too much depth, but they literally right. hash right. out the points as to why he is there. Um, it's a lot of... Um, because she's, So the whole battle for her is that she wants her old school life with her boyfriend and right. her two friends. She wants to be a typical teenage witch. Yeah, yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And then, But then the people of the satanic group are like, well, no, if you sign your life away, you've got to come to our satanic... Right. School and this, that, another. Right. And she is determined to not sign this book. She's right. like, why can't I have a bit so of both? Is she, she basically fighting the satanic group? She doesn't not fight really. anyone. She's just oh. finding every way not to be part. She wants to do all the witchy stuff. Right. But she doesn't want to sign her soul to she Satan. She wants cake right. and eat it, mate. Yeah. And she can't also wants it. to go to Typical school. Typical teenager. Innit? But you're not meant to mess with mortals. But Sabrina is half mortal, half witch. Yeah, her right. mum's a mortal, her dad's a warlock. Right. And then so, I don't really want to say any more than that, but it is a, it is quite, it's, there's a lot of blood, because it's all satanic. She yeah. did the pancakes that she was in the, uh, <laughs> in, the, in, the TV, in the other TV show. They do have pancakes, oh, actually. Do yeah, yeah, now you say it. I yeah, don't think she's addicted to oh, it, but they do have no. pancakes. What's better, the original or this one? Or oh, nothing can beat an original, mate. <laughs> so uh, what did you think, of that as a whole of the series, what did you think of it? Um, I did enjoy it. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't good. Great kind of thing. But it was. It was okay. Um, yeah, the Riverdale. Riverdale season one. Not so sure. Riverdale season two and three. Probably mm. by what you've told me. Mm. It's set um, in the Riverdale universe. Yeah. So, is it so, actually? Yeah. yeah. So, so Greendale is so, a neighbouring. So the ending of Sabrina, I think, hell. is what leads on to the ending of season three of Riverdale. Not the beginning of Sabrina, I think the ending of Sabrina. Right. On. So season three isn't, oh. hasn't even happened. Like, oh. Season three hasn't happened yet. Sorry, season, whatever you said about the thing you saw oh, I see. in Riverdale. Because okay. in Riverdale there's a witchy kind of bit in it. Mm. Uh. And I think, that, I think that is the representation of the ending of Sabrina. Although there is a lot of witchy stuff in Sabrina. From what I've seen, that is the ending. Mm. Why have they mixed... Sabrina and Riverdale because I thought Riverdale was just they're from the same comic yeah are they actually Sabrina was a spin off from Archie comics yeah yeah 
Oh. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's... Um, I think the actress does a very good job. Um, uh, Harvey, the boyfriend, he's a cool character. Don't really care for the other two side characters, if I'm to- totally honest. They... I have no interest in them and they actually kind of annoy me in the last episode so I'm just like it's just, I think all of them just a bit of a melt to be honest yeah she's actually it's very, it's very like Sabrina's actually the only non, non-melt yeah. actually she's just, just a bit of a she well, just she, like she likes a good old she's a teenage witch she likes a good old loophole she does mate yeah I think it's very like cliche isn't it watch yeah it's very like teeny like you know it's fine. They've just made. They tried to make a teen drama really right. dark. Can yeah. I hear quickly? I mean, sorry, you got. Yeah, yeah, go for it. That's yeah. the only more points. Going well, on. I was gonna say, go on, go on, um, what I I haven't finished it yet, but what I do commend the series for is it's very progressive. Mm. So Sabrina is always like challenging things which are kind of the relevant norm. in this society. So she's like, well, the patriarchy. So mm. there's a there's a point in one episode where. Um, there's these people called the Weird Sisters, and they're like, we love Satan, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they're weird. like, you have to follow Satan. She's like, well, why can't I believe what I want to believe? Why do we all have to believe the same thing? Blah, yeah. blah, blah. And it's always like, she creates this feminist group. Um, but she like, only creates a feminist group. Yeah, but she only creates a feminist group because her mate, who's a girl that wants to be a boy? Boy I wants to be a girl? Or, I don't know yeah, where she... they're going with that, really. It's a, I think it's a girl who dresses tomboyish. She's not that well-developed. So she's, yeah, people call her a boy and stuff. And she gets bullied for it, and then that's when Sabrina's like, I'm going to make this group, yeah. and then she finds a way of actually making but it, the group. But the show as a whole is fairly progressive on mm. like women's rights and like gay, you know, gay mm. representation and things like that. So I commend it for that, but it is just a bit like superficial for me. Um, Salem doesn't talk, though. No. What were, what were you going to ask about it? I was, was going to ask anything. I was just going to say, um, there was a TV show. I was I was reading the BBC article the other day. So I watched the first episode of this TV show called The A-List, which was described in the BBC article as a British version of Riverdale. So I watched it. <laughs> and it's like, you know what? I was actually quite entertained. But it's like one of the dumbest shows. Of, I mean, not watched episode, but it was, like, it was just so stupid. So there's like these... I'm presuming, like, maybe 15, 16-year-olds have gone to, like, this camp or whatever. And I was like, when the fuck did British kids go to camp for? For <laughs> 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 during, like, summer or whatnot. Like scouts. And, yeah, and, like, they're, like, there's, like, these camp leaders or whatnot, and they're, like, um, playing these games, and, like, just the way they're acting, I'm just like, they're acting as if these kids are, like, 10 years old. They're saying, like, right, we're going to play this game now, guys, and you're just like... <laughs> <laughs> Like, what? Yeah, yeah, I'm just like, what the fuck? Current day 15-year-olds do more drugs yeah. than anyone working in the city of London. It's very American. They're, they're all six yeah. foot four. They all play <laughs> Fortnite. Yeah. I was literally on the train the other day and some kids were telling talk and they, they must have been going to the college so they must have been between the ages of 16 to 18 talking about MD, talking about cocaine. I was there like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. I was like, come on, behave. And they're yeah. talking about all sorts, mate. It was getting weird. It was getting weird. And I was like, all right, putting on my headphones. Gen Z, mate. But, Gen Z for you. But yeah, I hope you should catch up. I wanna, I'd wanna. i like to hear your opinion. You should watch it and come to another podcast, mate. Yeah, I will finish it off within the next week or two. And then uh, mm. I'll be could talk about it in spoiler details. But there will be a second series of Sabrina. Yes. Because um, they yes. commissioned two up front. Um, yeah, did you want to talk any more about the A-list? It was just very, very silly. I actually quite enjoyed it, though, but um, oh, it's, it's very... Um, <laughs> dickhead. It's very, <laughs> um, it's very American, but it's just got, like, British accents in it, so right. it's a bit weird, and there's this girl who you can tell is clearly, like, some sort of fucking like, witch or something. 
I'm just waiting to see what happens. I may not watch what they've said though. Okay. It's only about 20 minutes as well. Well, talking of witchcraft, um, one from the archive. So there's a film coming out in a couple of weeks called Suspiria, which is a remake of a film from 1977, an Italian film. So I'm quite interested in the remake because it's from the guy who did Call Me By Your Name, which did well critically. Um, Did you watch Call Me By Your Name? I haven't yet, but I do want to. Um, And then it's got people like Dakota Johnson, Chloe Grace Moretz. Um, You know, it's quite, it's, it's like a dark kind of horror film so I'm interested to see that so I thought I'd watch the original just to see how the remake will yeah. compare mm-hmm. this film uh, again comes down to expectations this film is like heralded as a great horror film like the inspiration for so many horror films um, it's referenced quite a lot apparently like this the director whose name is Dario Argento is very heralded as like a master of horror mm. you know it's got five stars from Empire five stars from like lots of other places so I had quite reasonably high expectations for yeah. this film I thought it's from 1977 so it's not going to be great the effects yeah. might be a bit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so this film follows a um, American ballet dancer who transfers to like a really prestigious school in Berlin mm. um uh, but basically, one of the students there that she moves into her room, uh, one of the students has been murdered. Um, and then there's this whole, like, fear about, oh, there's a killer on the loose. Um, and a couple more people throughout the film die. Mm. Uh, turns out that, you know, the, the the ballet school was built on an old kind of covent, um, like witches and burial right. grounds and stuff. And that some of the... Um, the, the teachers are part of this coven um, and yeah so they're practicing witchcraft and killing students and things okay. that's the basic plot of it but oh my god how disappointing really? I was <laughs> Jesus Christ why, yeah. why, why was it why was it, it was just so right the film the music is great like, the music is really atmospheric it's very like uh, eerie A lot of the way the director uses colour um, it, there's lots of bright neon reds and neon colours and he, there's a couple of cool kind of shots where he uses shadow to, you know, you could tell it's a horror film but like, the script was dreadful so there's films and uh, there's conversations between people and it's like, oh yes I knocked yesterday but you were not in oh, apologies for that and I was like, wow, <laughs> like, it was just so the acting as well doesn't do any justice because it was wooden as fuck mm. like <laughs> it's just yeah and also this film's Italian but I watched it in English but you could tell everything was dubbed yeah. um, and it just looked like so out of sync and I was reading up on it afterwards and apparently like, the director filmed it and everyone spoke in their own language but because they, they all knew the script they all knew what each other was saying yeah. so one character speaking in English one character speaking in German yeah. but dubbed one character speaking Italian but dubbed French dubbed, Romanian dubbed. So they're all speaking different languages and they're all being dubbed and it just looked, it just took me completely out of the film. The film itself was not very scary. There's only like two parts which are actually like where the killer actually goes to kill someone. Um, The rest of it is just these like people just moaning and being like, oh my God, there's a killer on the loose. Oh, shut up. (laughs) You have not sold anyone, any of the, the films you've been watching... No, way, just mate. just disappointment, mate. It's weaker disappointment. So I've caught up on a lot of films, and yeah. So 
I'm hope I I'm hoping that the remake is gonna be a lot better because this considering this guy's supposed to be a master of horror and you haven't made me want to see the remake. Oh, you, at all. wait, you watched the original oh, right, seventy seven okay. version? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. That's a good question. Yeah, there's no uh, sorry. Just there's no like real tension in this. A lot of it was quite confusing as to what's happening. There was just like random scenes. So there's a scene where like two of them are just swimming in a swimming pool talking about nothing, and I was like, <laughs> okay, what's the point of that? You know, I just. I don't know. Again, probably because I set myself up thinking it was high expectations. Of this week, the only one I'd recommend would be Overlord, to be honest. But anyway, what would you... What would you ask? Do you think you can make a horror film where there's no threat to someone's life? Um, so it's a thriller more than a horror. But even in thrillers, there's threat to people's life. Um, horror without threat to people's lives. I guess... I guess this threat is always inherent within horror mm. because it's what scares you. Mm. While there might not be a threat to someone's life per se, the fact that horror preys on people's fears will always there's always an element of threat within that. It might not be threat to ending someone's life, but I guess yeah, inherent in threat is is uh sorry, inherent yeah, in, in fear and that is always you're only fearful because you think something's going to hurt you or, mm. or something like that. So I would say no. Mm. Um, Could be a, f- like a fake version of that. Like it's all in someone's head, but they're not actually in any danger. It's just in their mind and it's sort of like... Maybe then you think, you're, you think yeah. that something's threatening your life. I suppose, yeah. Well, I think... Hey, don't get freaking it. It's just scared of spiders, isn't it? Yeah, but then you're scared of spiders because you you think they're... They're able to hurt they're you. They hurt you. Might you might not think they might be able to kill you, or you might not like them because they're otherly. Yeah. Creepiness, the crawliness. Yeah, I think fear is. I guess you can be scared of things like spiders. Fear but, is very subjective, isn't it, though, to the person? Yeah, and I think horror films that work for me are ones that are like eerie and insidious, mm. and they do play on specific threats or fears. Um, but also like things that are just really weird like Silent Hill I think is a really good effective horror film because it's just parts of it and you just when you just don't know what's happening mm. and you're like what the fuck this is really weird like that's effective um, yeah and when and also horror works when you as the audience can relate to it and mm. you think actually yeah that's something I am scared of or fearful of mm. um, but yeah I guess there's always an element of threat to life mm. whether it's you think it can apply to you or just other characters in the film. Mm. Yeah. I can't, off the top of my head, think of horror examples that wouldn't capture that. Mm. Um, Yeah. Because even with things like aliens or vampires, things like that, whilst, you know, you could say vampires and aliens don't exist or, Mm. I mean, aliens might, but whatever, like, and so there's no realistic chance of them actually harming you. Mm. A lot of the time you can see with horror, like they apply to something else. So like back in the sixties, like vampire films were all about homosexuality and like the fear of spreading disease through like penetration oh. of fangs and blood and stuff. So you can always look at the context of a horror film and think, mm. you know, That's what I mm. yeah, I did a uh, dissertation about, mm. but yeah, I'm so. okay. <laughs> I enjoyed writing uh, it. Um, yeah. Cool. So that good question. Mm. Um, do you want to talk about Outlaw King? Oh yeah. 
Um, yeah, sure. Uh, so yeah, I watched Outlaw King yesterday, and it is a f- Netflix film starring Chris Pine. And his penis. And his penis. Um, Wait, is, does his penis play a big role? It is full frontal nudity. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Plays a massive role. <laughs> <laughs> his favourite. <laughs> but there was, yeah, there was a bit, he was, he was... Was you naked when you were watching it? I mean, I was. I'm not. Naked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, things is like you think I'm joking. I'm actually being serious. But <laughs> I, I but, didn't think you were joking at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, naked eighty-five yeah. percent of the time. Yeah. Okay. Did you pause it when <laughs> <laughs> Little Pine was out? <laughs> you were like, Little Pine. <laughs> you stood next to it. You're like, hmm. camera. That's ten pounds, didn't it? <laughs> Oh, a little pine cone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, it was an oak. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Shit, what was I saying? Outlaw King. Outlaw King, yeah. yeah. We're talking about fucking pine cones. Um, yeah, so it, he, Chris Pine was saying that in the media that he was annoyed that people were making such a big deal of his full frontal nudity because his co-star, his wife in the film, also gets naked and said no one's talking about that because yeah. inherently we, we, we're we not surprised when women are naked in films but then when a man does it we're all like oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of thing. Well, I think on that point a lot of it's because cause the media and stuff is so dominated by men hmm. like women are, tend to be sexualised yeah. and so when they're naked it's like a titillating thing yeah. rather than like you don't I don't think <laughs> you know you would I don't think women sexualise men and dicks in the same way that men Sexualized breasts and vaginas. Or is it that they're just not as outspoken about it? Maybe, maybe that's the case. Maybe nah. I'm completely wrong, but I don't think like nah. you wouldn't get. Imagine, <laughs> imagine if women controlled the media and you open the sun and page three is a penis. I don't think, Fair. I don't think they'd be like, yeah. Penises are mad ugly as well. Yeah. Anyway, well, maybe um, yours is. <laughs> 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 anyway, how's that looking? Was it good? Yeah. It's, so it's about it's a film about um, uh, the Scottish. Robert the Bruce. Yeah, Robert the Bruce. 14th century I Scotland. Like, I think it's a fantastic name, Robert the Bruce. Because literally, they say, like, where's the Bruce? I think mean, that's a fantastic name. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's about him, the Scottish uh, people, I suppose. Like, they were being taken over by England at the time. And so they, there was a, a rebellion led by William Wallace, I think his name was. And um, But then he was captured or something like that. So then the Scots decided, yeah, we're going to give up. We're, we're going to concede to the English. And <clears> then... So they did. There's that start of the film. And two thousand years later, they held a referendum. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and uh, what's that? Oh, the... Nicholas Sturgeon. That's the one. See, you're so fucking clever. Anyway, <laughs> um, shit. You remember the twenty fourth? Sorry. It's alright. Uh, so yeah. So they agree to um, concede, and everything's cool for a little bit. And then, but then I think William Wallace gets. Um, I think he gets like tortured and um, like mutilated and stuff. And I think they take different parts of his body and just stick them up in random places in different parts of either Scotland or England. I think it's in Scotland, actually. Nice. So, like, you see an arm. So, I think you see, uh, like, a leg. Uh, there's a head somewhere. And, that, like, that pisses off Chris Pine and the women. Like, so, they're like, all right, fuck this. I'm taking about Scotland. So, he gets all his guys and they're like, all right, come, let's do this sort of thing. Come on, guys. Yeah, come on, guys, let's do this. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so then basically he leads another rebellion uh, for the Scottish against the English and it's just about them going through that war, basically. Right. So, that's the premise of the Is film. there a lot of fighting? Quite a bit of fighting, yeah. yeah. Quite How a bit of fighting. Is it well done? I think it's really well done. I think it's a film that I was like, I was kind of like, this could be in the cinema sort of thing. Okay. Um, is it Game of Thronesy or is that just an unfair comparison? It is. It is a little Game of Thronesy. I think um, there was one bit. It was kind of buzz. Like um, Chris Pine's brother. This just reminded me of Game of Thrones because it was kind of gory. Chris Pine's brother. Um, so he get he's protecting uh, Robert the Bruce's wife and his and daughter, 
and the Prince of Wales finds them. Prince Charles. <laughs> no, he went to Nigeria the other day, you know. Well, Prince Charles. Yeah, Prince Charles, yeah, it's kind of jokes. Oh my god. Yeah. I can imagine that. He, and he said, he said he had the best jollof rice. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, he went to. Um, fuck. Yeah, he, went, he, he, found, um, he found out that Robert the Bruce's brother was, was um, hiding the, um, the daughter and the wife. And so he gets brother, hangs him. And then just like gets a knife and sticks it in his chest and just draws him out and like all his like guts and oh, shit yes. everywhere. Hung drawn and torn. Oh, yeah, nasty. Mm, but nice. um, yeah, so I'm skipping anyway. But yeah, so basically he just leads like a rebellion. He um, he lost his wife um, through childbirth, so he hadn't been he hadn't been with anyone for like eight or nine years, I think. And then he got um, betrothed to someone. Is that the right word? Betrothed to someone. Um, so. Elizabeth, that was his wife, and at first they were like kind of like because they didn't know each other, so they weren't really like together. But then through bits of the film, which I think I feel like bits have been left out because I think I'm skipping, sorry. But um, when it came out in Toronto Film Festival, it was two hours twenty, but on Netflix it's only two hours, so I think, uh, so a bit of it's been skipped, been um, okay. taken out. I think. So yeah, they quickly develop like a pretty decent relationship, and then she basically becomes like ride or die for him, and I was like, yeah, I rate it still. Um, <laughs> and like, because there was a bit where she she gets taken prisoner. And then the mum and the dad, her mum and dad come and they like beg with the Prince of Wales, like, please, can you let her go, let her go? And at this point, Robert, the Bruce's army is getting stronger and stronger and uh, the Prince of Wales is getting a bit like, getting a bit like, oh shit, he might win sort of thing. So he kind of wants her to like, um, sign a thing that says, yeah, uh, get your marriage annulled. So it kind of like weakens him, I suppose. But then she's like, and he, he says to her, yeah, the war's going to be over soon anyway, so you might as well just get the marriage annulled. And she's like, all right, so if the war's going to be over, then why do you need me to disown my husband? And then she's like, oh, you think he's going to win? Sort of thing. And she just starts kind of like laughing in his face. And he's like, oh, fuck you. Like, gets her. <laughs> she, she refuses to sign it. And then he puts her in a cage and like just hangs her over some water for a couple of weeks. So, yeah. And, oh, um, he kills her? No, she didn't die. Oh. And, um, yeah, so he just goes through the army. He, like, the Bruce loses lots and lots of men. They, before the, the war even, like, kind of starts, they're... Um, uh, Prince Wells, they all ambush him in the middle of the night, kill bear people. So he's literally just been losing people, losing people. Um, and they take, I think they take one castle and they're like, we're not going to let them be able to even take take it back sort of thing. So they just say, fuck it, we're going to take all the stuff we can and we're going to burn down this castle. So then, like, that's ours now, they can't have it. So they keep, yeah. they keep doing that with all loads of different castles around Scotland, I'm assuming. And... Um, as they do, as they doing this, they um, get loads of um, su- more support, more support, and loads of people keep joining them and stuff. I think he loses at least two brothers. He has four brothers, I think. Oh, it was Chris Pine. Chris Pine, yeah, he loses two of them, at least two of them. Um, and there was this kid. So there was a kid called uh, quite a young boy. I think his name was Drew. And in the first ambush, um, he kind of gets left behind, and he's like, you seem like shitting himself. And then you don't really you like you never get introduced to him. You don't really know his who he is or yeah. his name. And then he comes back. Um, they find him like maybe 25 minutes later into the film and they're like oh Drew like, we found you oh, I'm so, I was like so glad we found you blah 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 and like hugging and shit I, think, like, I didn't realise he was such an important character yeah. Yeah. so I must think that that's another scene maybe that was left out maybe he was a bit more integral yeah. to the story than we all know yeah. but yeah Drew ends up dying um, in, the fi- in the final battle it was very Battle of the Bastards actually the final, oh, really? final battle it was a very good very good um, battle, uh, war scene and um, yeah and, and Chris Pine's like because he said to him to like guard my crown with your life sort of thing. So they like sh- share a moment where he like gets the crown out and they like hold it together sort of thing. And I was like, this is nice, but I would have liked it if I'd kind of known more about this yeah. Drew character. It's weird that there would possibly be 20 minutes cut out considering yeah. it's Netflix yeah. and like they don't really have any restrictions. Mm. They're not going to be like, oh, this film's too long for the cinema. But mm. 
But yeah, um, so yeah, um, he's basically built up his army, gets all the people behind him, and then um, the Prince of Wales. The thing it annoys me because literally it, he's just called the Prince of Wales. So they don't give him his oh. they call him by his name. Oh really? So that's, 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 yeah, well, that's why I'm just calling him the Prince of Wales. So they're like, yeah, fuck it, final battle at oh, something here, like Loughton Hill or Loughton Hill or something like that. And yeah, um, the Chris Pine, Robert the Bruce, and all them lot. They're like, all right, so we're not gonna take any horses because they're just gonna slow us down. We're just gonna hold this middle ground. They get, they find um, like a patch of land where that's like uh, really deep and like boggy, and they kind of like cover it with grass to kind of like disguise it. They build like a ditch, put loads of spikes in it, and then they stand in front of those in front of those, that ditch and those spikes. And as the the other the other lot are charging towards them, they wait till they're like really close. And they say, right now, and they all like run behind, and then. Um, all the horses like obviously they run and fall to the ditch and they all get spiked and shit yeah, and yeah. they're all like holding up spears and they're all like falling into spears and stuff like that so they knocked out like half their army mm. and basically yeah they're like yeah we're going to hold the middle ground don't like they can come around the sides but they're not going to get this middle bit and they managed to hold that and they're just fucking up all the uh, other guys other guys soldiers and the Prince of Wales is, at this point is standing from afar and he doesn't agree with the direction that his like um, c- commander is going in so he's like fuck it I'm just going to go in as well so he rolls in sues a few people and then um, basically they, he gets beaten up and him and uh, the Bruce start fighting. Bruce beats him and he's like, <laughs> he's like, they're not fighting yet. He disarms him. He's like on the floor and he's like, gets his, he grabs the sword and starts swinging. Yeah, like not hitting anyone, just swinging, swinging like desperately. And then he just throws the sword and he looks up and sees all these people around. He's like, help! <laughs> 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 and they're all like, should we kill him? And he's like, no, nah, just let him go sort of thing. Because obviously he was like, the war had been lost because everyone yeah. else retreated at that point. So he was like the only one there. So yeah, and then he just like, oh, he was like, oh shit sort of thing. So he just fucked off. And he let, they, they later said in the top times that he, that he didn't die. Well, no, he became the king because his father had died. He was king, whatever, whatever, Edward II or something like that. And, um, but then he was killed by his own people because he, like the show in the film, he's a bit of a dickhead to be honest. So right. not surprised he was killed by his own people. And uh, yeah, Robert the Bruce goes back to his castle and um, lives a, Happy-ish life, but then I think his um his daughter dies by it. Didn't this? I just researched this afterwards. His daughter dies like ten years later, and then his wife dies like ten years after that, and then he dies at the age of like forty-five. So, which probably long for that for those times. But those still. times that was pretty old. Well, but so yeah. Chris Pine's supposed to be playing a twenty-five-year-old. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. Ish. I'll say maybe. I'll say yeah. Early thirties-ish. How's his Scottish accent? Um, do you know what? I'm not very good at spotting how good Scottish accents are in particular. So mm. I'll say it was decent. But if you ask a Scottish person for real, they'll probably say it was fucking shit. So I don't know. Fair enough. Just taking jobs from Scottish actors. Yeah, mate, yeah. But no, it was... It was, it was but like, well... Well, would you have watched it if it wasn't like someone as famous as Chris Pine? Yeah. Probably. Bullshit. Because the director's <laughs> the one who did Hell or High Water. I don't mm. know if you knew that. But um, yeah, I want to watch that. I would watch that. Mm. Anything, decent, decent watch. Anything you two want to discuss? Not particularly. No. I haven't really watched anything, no. Fair enough. I just want to say quickly, um, Jason Todd has appeared on Titans and it was kind of cool. I just want to say that. Uh, is he another... He's the, the second Robin. Wait, did you get the DC streaming? No. Yes, oh, he you... did. Yeah, yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, you yeah. did? Oh, okay. Paying yeah, 75 yeah. pounds a year, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, it's well worth it. It's, co- it's coming onto Netflix though, Titans. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah oh. eventually. I think. I think they're releasing all the episodes and then there's just going to be a one net. When oh, Once all the episodes are out, I think they're just going to be on Netflix. So you <laughs> can see that VPN life, innit? Then why would you pay for the DC when VPN you could just... VPN life, innit? Yeah, because as soon as... Wait. Because the... I wanted to watch it now and pay for it now. Fair enough. Legally. <laughs> <laughs> 
Pirates of the Caribbean 7. <laughs> Obi. <laughs> um, cool. Well, um, it's Remembrance Sunday today. Um, I watched a World War One film the other day uh, called My Boy Jack, which is based on a play, um, which is also based on Rudyard Kipling, a guy who wrote The Jungle Book. Um, so he was a big advocate of the First World War and like people signing up um, you know, representing your country. Mm. He's also part of the propaganda office. Um, he basically convinces his son, uh, John, also known as Jack, played by Daniel Radcliffe, to join. Um, so you watched another Daniel Radcliffe film? This no, is this the one, one he's talking about. Oh, this one you're talking about. Oh, um, and, yeah, so... Uh, but his son's got, like, myopia, so his eyes are shit. Mm. And he basically fails the Navy exam, and he also fails the Army exam. But then, because Rudyard Kipling's got a lot of influence... He basically gets him in on like a technicality. Um, to which one, the army or the, the navy? army? Right. Um, so you know he's like Jack's very excited to be you know represent <clears> his country, <throat> make his dad proud. Um, he gets special dispensation to go on tour before his eighteenth birthday, um, right. and celebrates his eighteenth birthday in the trenches. Nice. Uh, and then I'm gonna spoil it. Dies. Then yeah. So the day after his birthday, he ends up dying. Um, Is the main character? Uh, no, the main character is Rudyard Kipling. But oh. Jack, yeah, dies. And then it's all about like Rudyard Kipling and his family. Um, Carrie Mulligan's in it, Kim Cattrall's in it. Um, how like they deal with the effects of, of having sent, you know, Rudyard sent his son to war and basically feels like guilty and he gets accused of like basically murdering him. Um, especially because his eyes were like so shit. Mm. And like, you know, his eyes, his, his eyes fall off, his glasses fall off. In combat, and then he's literally he's like at the mercy of the Gloss for glasses. Um, it was quite a you know well acted film for the most part, um, the exception being Daniel Radcliffe, who is more wooden than fucking oak tree. Yeah, um, he basically has no other expressions apart from looking shell shocked the entire time. Like yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it was it was fairly decent. Yeah. How dare um, you? <laughs> yeah, this is Order of the Phoenix level Daniel Radcliffe, mate. It's dreadful. Goodness gracious. Um, but yeah, you know the script. How dare you stand where he stood? Again, it was like <laughs> it was fairly like you know kept its pace. Um, it was just kind of very kind of British in a sense, like Downton Abbey, like you know, like yeah. upper classes about war. Everyone's proud of being British. Um, but, you know. It's Remembrance Sunday. Speaking that, of so. that, did anyone get a chance to watch that that war film that they brought out where they remastered all the old no, videos, put them into colour and put voices on them? No, that was I on yesterday. I wanted to see though. that. It was on channel. What film's that? It's called They Will Not Grow Old. Oh. Peter Jackson restored some archive a load footage of old from World War One and colourised some of it. Mm. Um, and put voices on it as well. Yeah, because obviously it would have been silent back mm. then. Um, I think it was on film four yesterday, mm-hmm. or maybe it's today. Yeah, I'm so, going to try and yeah. watch that. But um, yeah, uh, we've gone through quite a lot today. Uh, yeah, it's been a busy week. You two haven't said too much, so apologies no. for that. But uh, I, haven't no, I haven't watched. Nobody wants to hear from you two anyway. So. Hey, <laughs> that's just <laughs> mean. Probably quite true. No, well, don't. Come on, Chris. Hey. Never knowing hey, the I look, I Chris. tie it up, it's all, it's all It's all good. Well, thank you for listening. Um, I think next week, Fantastic Beast is out, so I'm sure, Chris, you'll watch that with us. Um, yeah, please do follow us on all social media. Uh, we're on Twitter at YC Podcast 17 We're on Facebook and Instagram under Your Average Critics. Uh, Obi's doing some sterling jobs on the social media front. Yeah, I'm trying to. Um, and then you hey, can... Jay Huss is finally free, by the way. Woo! Woo! So, um, and then, then you can... Uh, <laughs> 
subscribe, share, and like our content on Instagram and Facebook, uh, uh, iTunes and SoundCloud, and Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. Anywhere and everywhere. Peace. Ciao. Please. Bye. Bye.